Hey everyone, it's Rachel, one half of your Meet the PAs podcast. Uh, just a note on today's episode, we have a really amazing episode with Isaac, a PA from Ghana, and this interview was done over Zoom, so the sound quality is a little bit iffy. I did my best to repair it, but if you can push through the first little bit, you'll find a really fantastic conversation. Welcome to Meet the PAs podcast. Hear the experiences of seasoned PAs, up and coming development of policy from industry leaders, and the exploration of those new to the career. Interviews done with a Canadian twist at Maple Syrup. Okay, well, welcome and noble to our podcast, Meet the PAs. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll start out with just a brief introduction of you. Noble, you are a physician assistant in Ghana, and you've been working for how long? Say thank you very much for this opportunity. I am wonderful, and I think that you made the right I'm very passionate about this. Though I have been, to answer your questions straight away, I have been working in Ghana Health Service studies the government for the past four years. For yeah. four years. Okay. Yes. Could you give us like most of our listeners don't have much exposure or understanding of the healthcare system in Ghana. Could you give us a brief description of how the universal healthcare system there works? Could you just give mm. us sort of a brief explanation of how it works there? Okay. The healthcare system in Ghana I think your question is a bit broad. Could you narrow it a bit? We know that you have a universal healthcare system in Ghana, right? The majority is, is based off the universal healthcare system. And then there's also a small private system, right? Okay, okay, okay. Yes, definitely. Yes. Um, in Ghana here, majority of the healthcare service delivery by the public healthcare system. That is government-sponsored uh, hospitals and services. And then you have a, a minority of the, the, the clients also patronizing the private healthcare system, which is still in the ascendancy in Ghana. So public healthcare system is where you see majority of the okay. health. Yeah. <laughs> so basically we have the, the, the public healthcare system, which is being managed by the government. And we have the private healthcare system where... Uh, uh, private individuals uh, set up hospitals, you know, to also add up to complement what the public care system is doing. Are you okay with that? Okay, excellent, yep. excellent. And that actually did it. Did the national um, system come into play roughly in two thousand three, or was it prior to that? The national health insurance system is 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 actually a system that both the public and the private healthcare system uh, tend to rely on to provide their services to the clients. Okay, interesting. Okay, so how, so in the private sector, they would still bill for that service to the national um, health insurance system? Definitely. Clients, any citizen registers for the national health insurance. And then in, for that matter, when you are sick, you can walk into any uh, health insurance accredited. We have a national health authority that is for accrediting facilities. You assess your, 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 
uh, your service delivery, and then they can give you accreditation. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. And is do things get approved? So everything in order to get paid for needs to be approved through that through the national health insurance system prior to people getting coverage. Then obviously. What? Sorry, can you just? I'm going to say that one more time. Can you describe what your the typical day to day life is like for you as a PA? Um, typically, as a PA, my day has always been very, very heavy scheduled. Uh, unless I'm on an annual leave, which currently I'm enjoying. Apart from that, once I'm working. Typically, my day is very, very, very busy. How because, many? Mm -hmm. uh, because here, the part of the country where I'm working, I'm at a district level. And so we have only two active medical officers here. And so um, the physician assistants, you know, are the right-hand men of the medical officers. And so for that matter, if you have two medical officers here with two physician assistants, which is making up a total of, say, four clinicians who are taking a population of over 100,000. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. You can, you can imagine. 100,000 is even an underestimation. Because I don't know the accurate figure, I don't want to overestimate. Uh, but 100,000 is uh, under, an under listen. An underestimate. Wow. So yes. how many yes. people would you see in a typical day? How many patients? Um, in a typical day, uh, if you look at the inpatient level, normally we start with the inpatients first. The inpatient, one word takes like uh, 25 clients, sometimes it exists. Because the, the words here are not, they are not big number of patients. So mm. let's say uh, one word contains like 25 clients. You finish that, then before you come to the OPD, and OPD, you are likely to see like 45 to 50 clients at the end of the day, excluding emergency cases. 25 so to 50? Wow. 45 emergency. to 50. Yeah, yeah, 45 to 50. So if you add that to the 25, you are hitting like uh, 60 to 70, there about clients a day. Wow. So on the average, on the average, that is. That is how busy the place is. So you are These only are getting a few minutes of contact time with each patient. <laughs> we, we, of course, we, we, you, you, you try all your best to, to try not to compromise quality with uh, quantity. You know, so uh, not to compromise quality with quantity. Yeah. We, we, we don't want the situation where because of the huge numbers that we are seeing to uh, I mean, I mean, cause us to provide substandard uh, care to the client. So in, 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 in doing so, we try our best to, though there's huge pressure, we try our best to provide the best of care to our clients. So that's how I see. So it therefore calls for the need for efficient uh, way of work. Uh, so we, we try our best not to compromise uh, quality with quantity. So we, we though the numbers are huge, but we try our best to do. And so far, we have not been having any bad cl uh, bad clinical outcome as a result of uh, the workload that we have. So how long are your days? Is anything that happened? Our days. 
Like typically, how? you go, you start work like eight o'clock, and you close around four to five, sometimes okay. six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a typical work day um, that you're fitting that in. Wow, you wow. guys are working hard. Very, very hard. Yes, we, we don't have shift system because we have just four clinicians, two physician assistants and two medical officers. And so we, until the, the, the OPD is decongested, until you finish in the last patient, you don't leave. I bet. Because you can't leave. There's no anybody coming to replace you as a shift. You're yeah. the only person, the morning physician, uh, uh, doctor, the afternoon doctor, and possibly the evening doctor. Yeah, right. And are you, so um, among that uh, busy day, are you able to practice to what we would consider your full scope of practice? Do you have the ability to fully and nearly independently order, evaluate, and treat? Of course. Basically, um, physician assistant practice in Ghana. If, if you come to the hospital, let me tell you one uh, interesting thing about the practice of physician assistant in Ghana here. If you come to the hospital, it is difficult on the first side for you to differentiate between who a medical officer is and who a physician assistant is. Because basically we do almost the same thing. Excellent. With few exceptions. Few exceptions like major surgeries, which we physician assistants have not been trained to do as part of our work. And of some course. administrative listing, of course, at the district level. Yeah. But if you come to the hospital setting, we, we work independently. Though the name implies physician assistant, it, will, it is a bit deceptive in a way that you may think we are assisting the medical officers. But in real uh, terms, we work independently. But of course, you know that even in, among medical officers, there is this kind of uh, uh, consultations that goes on. If you see a case and you don't, you, you, you need a second opinion. Of course, you seek, have to go to a colleague and clarify issues. So definitely we also do that. But Independent, we work as an independent uh, uh, professionals. We, we don't rely so much on the physicians, medical officers to take decisions. So we are very much independent. I think from our perspective, that's like that sounds amazing, right? I mean, that's the same in the States, and it's getting there in other countries too. It's getting there here in Canada as well, but it's a slower, it's a bit of a slower process. So there are those of us who who are able to practice like that to our full scope. And then there are some okay. positions where it's a bit challenging to get there. Uh, so what's the training program like there? Um, the training program in, in Ghana here, uh, basically the, you take like four years, you, you get enrolled, after getting enrolled in this institution of choice, you, it will take you like four years to complete. That is for the university. We also have the college system the training colleges where they award advanced diploma or diploma. So whichever institution you find yourself, if it is a university or the college, the universities will take four years to complete. Then the colleges will take uh, three years to complete. But all the graduates, including the university graduates and college graduates, will all have to do a, a mandatory 12-month internship, just like a housemanship for the medical officers. Uh-huh. Sure. And then after that, 12 months, you are now officially seen as being completed. But before then, you, you don't just start practicing until you, you register with the medical and dental I'm sure you ask questions on that, so I'll leave that one. Right, so you, you have, okay? depending on whether you're in university or college, you'll have three or four years of 
in classroom training and then that is followed yeah. by basically two years of seeing patients one as a student and then one as a you know somewhat of an intern where you're being uh, watched over a little bit yeah so do you do four years of university and then your three years of training and then okay. you have one year of like hands-on training is that how it works oh okay so you do four years of university yep the four years of university, is it based on the programs, physician assistant programs? Is it tailored towards physician assistant programs? Or you do a general course a program in university four years after that, you now move specifically to do physician assistant for the three years? Is that yeah. the okay. case? Yes. Yes, yeah. that is the same here. We're yeah. on the same page. Fully understand that. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. And how are you regulated? Regulation. We have the Medical and Dental Council, which is a regulatory body. So like uh, I was saying, the Medical and Dental Council will make sure that the training institutions, physician assistant training institutions, meet the standard. All right. They will assess the content of programs that you, you do at the institution. And they also look at the facilities available. Of course, because the, all these things will have an uh, impact on how well the, the, the students will be trained to come out to practice. So that is the first step where the Medical and Dental Council have a regulatory power for the uh, profession. Make sure that all institutions that are satisfied are accredited by the National Accreditation Board to do the program meet the standard. That makes sense. The content of training and then the, the, the facilities that are available for you to train the, the students. That is the first step. Then after you complete, you also have to, before you complete, you also have to write uh, the exam that will be set by the medical and dental council, all right? So it means that you have to pass that uh, exam. That is a standard exam that you have to pass before they will see you as being, uh, I mean, again, a, a physician assistant uh, trainee before you now start your mandatory 12-month uh, internship. So after you finish all these things, you then have to go ahead to register with the medical and dental council permanently to, to, to practice medicine in Ghana. So when you register with them, they have uh, 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 professional standards that they set for all practitioners. Yeah. So once you, you register with them, you, you have to follow those professional standards in order not to find yourself outside. They just want to make the profession uh, a noble one and make sure that the, 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 the patients are safe in our hands. So they intentionally set those standards for everybody to work with them so that uh, you'll be able to efficiently work. I hope you're okay with that. Yep. No, that's <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. What are the main, what, what would you identify as the main struggles of the profession right now? Uh, the main struggle of the profession right now is um, salary. Is what? Say salary. That. Salary. Oh, salary. 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 I'm yeah. sorry. That is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see, um, before I finish, uh, saying this, you understand, you appreciate what I'm talking about. You yeah. see, uh, it is normal for every worker to demand for increment of pay. Of course. But I can tell, yes, it's normal. It's a normal phenomenon. So sometimes when you start talking about issues like this, people take like, oh, it's normal. But if you take time to listen and get the fact right, then you realize that the person's situation is different. You see, um, physician assistant in Ghana, this, uh, we, work, we work excellently. Okay, let me say, we work efficiently and very, very well. 
of course, you have few situations where you have few bad instances, cases coming up, you know, because the system itself is not too perfect. But if you look at the, the, the scope of what we do and how the government compensates us in terms of payment of salary, you, you, you pity physician assistants in Ghana. That notwithstanding, even among physician assistants, we have, uh, unfortunately, something happened and, and, and then the salary structure of the physician assistant is not uniform. Not uniform, not because somebody had worked earlier before somebody came to join. Let me say, for instance, as part of the training, nurses who have advanced diploma in general nursing can apply to do physician assistant. Okay. Then uh-huh. we also have um, uh, uh, SSHS graduates, senior high school graduates who have pure science background also applying to the institution. It could be oh. university or the training college to do physician assistant program. Yeah. Now you have the situation where all these people, let's say they all graduate together, which wrote the same exam, certified by the same regulatory body and everything. I mean, the same institution, everything the same. And then we come out and then... Yeah. You have the one who has been nursed before, taking far, far higher salary than the one who was a, an SHS graduate before he came to join the profession. And we, we think that that system is not fair. It's not a fair system, especially considering the fact that we all have the same job rule. We all do the same work. I mean, we, are, we write the same exams. We pass the same exams. We are regulated. We complete the same year. And at the end of the day, you discriminate. And say this person is was a nurse before he came, and you know. So this is one of the, the issues. So even with the salary structure I'm talking about, that's the issue number one. Even among PAs, we are not paid equally, which is we see as a discrimination. I am part of those who who, who entered into the system through the from the senior high school level. You know, I have pure science background before I, I went ahead to to, uh, to the training. You know. So some of us feel so discouraged at times when we look at some of the issues. You know, it's, we think it's not the best. We think justice is not being served. Then secondly, if you look at the physician assistant holistically as a whole, profession as a whole, the salary structure is not bearing the fact that we, we, we have a huge role that we play, you know. Uh, a medical officer's salary is typically about three times more than a physician assistant's salary. About three times. Yeah. Almost three times more than a physician assistant's salary. But if you come to the work, you will not differentiate between who a medical officer is and who a physician assistant is under normal circumstances. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So uh, this is the issue that is currently. Uh, trending that we are not happy about. So it's a very huge challenge. Yeah. So is your is your association working to to help you guys with that? Are they working towards getting a standard financial again, model? Again, uh, we don't see much being done by the association mm-hmm. as as far as resolution of this issue is concerned. So far, we don't have any confidence in the association to be able to resolve this matter. So um, we are still we look a bit frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a long way to go with that. And currently you're, you're, you're funded by the government. So you're kind of at their mercy in terms of any kind of salary negotiation, et cetera. Yes. Because if your association, which is part of the TUC, the TUC. wouldn't be able to trade union Congress. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, trade union Congress. 
you know, the association is normally in Ghana, yeah, all associations are part of the trade union congress. So is it through the trade union congress that professionals can voice out their, they can voice out their challenges. They can voice out the issues that confront them, you know, the impediments in, in their professional lives. But our association, I can, on the more general note, with all due respect, I don't think they are living up to that uh, okay. expectation. No, I mean, that's yeah. a fair criticism, right? Yeah. I mean, that th- yes. hopefully yes. they are hearing that criticism from their from members. Their members. Definitely. We, we do, we do. Yeah, the members are very, they are not much uh, happy about the, the, the happenings in the association, especially those who, who were part of the SHS graduate who went for the training. Right. Majority of us are, are not happy with the current happenings. You know, yeah. and I, I even fear that uh, as time goes on, if this thing doesn't get resolved, as Hima is teaching you, you realize that the association will become weak. Yeah, no we doubt. We, yeah, we, of course. Yeah, we wouldn't have a strong voice in the labor force, in the labor front. You know, in Ghana, if you come to the medical fraternity, the doctors and the nurses, they have a very strong union. And yeah. then the pharmacists, they have a very strong union. In fact, I envy that kind of associations. They have, they have a very strong voice. When they say they are doing this, they are united. They are one. But in physician and profession, fortunately, that is not the case we are seeing. And how is, how is the interplay between the physician, the nursing, and the uh, pharmacist associations uh, with, with the PA association? Are they, are they on board with you guys having a salary bump, a, a, you know, a fair salary, or are they a bit against you? If you look at the pharmacist, their salary is a bit higher than the physician assistant. No doubt, no doubt. But, but do they support? Yeah. Do they support PAs making more? Are they on your side with this or no? Like supporting us to resolve this matter. Right. Yeah. Are they? Are they backing you? Mm-hmm. Oh no, no. I, they, they will not back us. Okay. They won't do that. They have their own professional issues that they are struggling to solve. So there's no way they will leave their professional issues and come and be solving someone's. Okay. Okay. They won't do that. Uh, So what made you want to become a physician assistant? What made me to become a physician assistant? Yep. (laughs) Passion. Awesome. Um, Since since my childhood, I have always uh, had this passion and desire to work as a doctor. I've always dreamed of becoming a doctor, a medical doctor. You know, unfortunately, uh, let me take you back to a short history of my early days life. Um, I grew up in the village where basically throughout my JHS level, from my primary, upper primary to JHS level, there was no life for me to study. Even the resources, books, the uh, required resources for me to learn were not there. And, but, you know, through my determination and, 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 and the enthusiasm, I was able to sail through all these odds. But then at the end of the day, I couldn't come out with a very good grade that would get me into a very good secondary school, senior high school, so that I would be able to pursue my dream of becoming a medical doctor. Uh, though I didn't do bad in the KHS level, I did very well considering the circumstances, the environment in which I found myself, you know. But the ultimate goal of becoming a medical officer, medical doctor, was where the problem is, because I couldn't get a grade, <laughs> the cut-off grade that the medical schools are looking out for. 
And so this fashion, so what do I do? I, and I realized that physician assistant work just like medical offices. And I don't know the day I'll be able to fulfill my dream and my desire of working for clients, of taking care of patients. So I thought that that one would be the best alternative for me. Because as for nursing, nursing was out of my dream. I never wanted to become a nurse. I just wanted to become a doctor. Mm. Yeah. Since that couldn't see the light of the day, I realized that physician assistant is the best alternative for me. So I had to apply. Then it was a college and they were awarding uh, advanced diplomas. So I applied and I went for an interview and I did very well there. I got enrolled in the school. Here I am today. Excellent. So that is how. That's a beautiful story. I think many yeah. of us have similar stories. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, is, the, is the PA profession well known in Ghana or is it something that you, is the idea of the profession something you just happened upon? Excuse me to say, majority of the population are not very, they're not very much enlightened. Mm. You know, yeah. so when they come to hospital, they when they see a stethoscope <laughs> on your neck, even if you are a nurse, even you are a nurse, some people will identify you as a medical doctor. Yeah, yeah, we find the same thing here too. That patients often don't anybody know. who is wearing a white coat, uh, PA profession, a uh, uh, number of the populace that know who a physician assistant really is, is not well known. To be honest with you. And so these days we are making all efforts to, 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 I mean, on the media lens. I think that is part of the reason why our salary structure and other challenges are things that are bothering us. If we are well known, the public will come to appreciate us, who we are, what we do. And then maybe the public, the one that will champion the resolution. Hope you're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. No, your answers are great. Your answers are wonderful. Is there, I think we're probably going to be bringing the interview to a close here. Is there anything notable that you would like, you know, PAs um, around the globe to take away from um, your experience in Ghana? Um, yes. I, I, you mean experience that you want PAs around the globe to take from us in Ghana? Yeah. Okay, um, in Ghana, I would say physician assistant is a professional, uh, but is not. Uh, and I think the interesting part of the profession in Ghana here is that, you know, patients have so much confidence in the, the caliber of the quality of care that physician assistant deliver, you know, and there's that kind of harmony between the physician assistants and other professional bodies, the medical officers, the nurses, and other this thing. And so I think if all countries are able to make expand the scope of practice to the extent that uh, it will look similar to that in Ghana, I think that would be fine. So that across board, if you are going to Canada, if I'm coming to Canada, there wouldn't be that kind of uh, distinction because of my background training and 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 then the practice. Yeah. It should be unique. It should be similar in all the countries. Mm-hmm. I think that the training programs and the the practice and then the professional code of conduct. I'm traveling to come to Canada. I mean, standardized programs way of training their profession. And so you go to this country, they do this. You go to this country, they do different. 
so it doesn't look at the practice and the training uniform. I'm looking forward for a day where just like medical practice and medical training, it will be uniform. Do not risk borders. When you cross, if I'm going to Australia, if I'm going to South Africa, if I'm going to Nigeria, I'm a physician assistant. And I'm, I, and I'm looking forward for a day where all, uh, all countries across the globe embrace the physician assistant. Because I can tell you that physician assistants have made tremendous impact on healthcare delivery. If, if I don't know of that, that of Canada, but I can tell you in Ghana, we have made tremendous impact. If physician assistants were not part of the healthcare delivery system, I can tell you that the morbidity and mortality rate of diseases in Ghana would have been worse off. Wouldn't have been anything that you would like to hear. So I think that physician assistant is, is a crucial professional body that countries should embrace and work hard in improving their the training. And you see, it is very efficient. Unlike the medical officers that will take average six years, physician assistant by five, six, by five years time, you, you would have finished. But even with the medical officers, after six years, you have to still do two years homeownership, housemanship in, in Ghana, and that is how it is. So in short, I think that countries should sit together and then do a standardized way of uh, bring up a standard document that will regulate the training in the practice of physician assistants. That'd be great. It can be slight changes, but in terms of the content of training and the professional code of conduct, I don't think that there should be uh, huge variations in, in that regard. Yeah. We yeah. would agree. Beautifully stated. Yeah. We agree. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your expertise and your insight. I think a lot of people will find your story very interesting. Yeah. If any of our listeners have any follow-up questions for you, are you okay if they contact you? Uh, I'm very much okay with that. Okay, great. great. We will I post. Will but excuse me, before we, we go, uh, you asked the first question you asked before the line started, uh, Captain. Uh, have you gotten the, the answers very well about the, the scope of... Uh, is it healthcare delivery in Ghana? I think so. Um, is yeah. there, if there's something you would like to add, please add it. Because the line was not good, I think probably you, you couldn't hear all the, the distance. Okay, please the please say please repeat it. Uh, so in Ghana, basically we have the public healthcare system and the private healthcare. Uh, so clients can go can choose to go to a private hospital or go to the public health hospital. But the government has taken it up upon itself to sponsor through the National Health Insurance Scheme clients to, so as a based on certain reasons, whichever hospital you want to go, you go. And if that hospital, whether private or uh, uh, public, is accredited by the National Health Insurance, it means you can receive free healthcare delivery there and, and then the government will come and pay for your, your, your listing and pay the hospital for the care that has been given to you. And so um, that is how the healthcare system is. And um, additionally, our public healthcare system is something that I think is getting, I don't know how, our public healthcare system is becoming stronger and stronger. You know, you talk about immunization. Immunization uh, 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 programs are things that the Ministry of Health and Ghana Health Service take very serious uh, attention to. They don't deal with immunizations issues in Ghana, which is part of, of course, the public health care 
system. So that is that is it. In general, Uganda is one of the uh, the, the, the best healthcare system. You can find the best healthcare system in Ghana in the sub region. That, that is a West African sub region. Yeah, because uh, though we still have a long way to go, but I think yeah, we are getting forward. You know, you're, the, Ghana's healthcare system has been praised um, on a global scale. Bill Gates has come out in several speeches and, and talked about the exemplary service and progress that has been made in the in the system in Ghana as well. So I, I think you guys have a lot to be proud of. A lot to be proud of. A lot. To be proud yes, of. yes. That notwithstanding, we still have challenges which which are significant. That that is a fact. We are making efforts, but. Uh, I, if you ask my opinion, I will tell you that uh, our best is not enough. We are making our best, we are doing our best to improve the system. But if you ask me, in my own opinion, our best is not enough. For instance, talk about emergency response system is not very good in Ghana. Mm. Our emergency response system is not very good. Okay, okay. So I think if there's any area for government to take a critical look at, that would be that area. Improving there. But public health care system, I think that we know. And um, curatively, we are also doing well. Mm. We are doing very well. We'll find the physician assistant, the doctors, the nurses, and other. When we come to the hospital settings, the system is not perfect. But uh, I can tell you that we have one of the most vibrant healthcare practitioners across the globe. That is why you wouldn't be surprised to see a Ghanaian medical personnel coming to the U.S. or Canada will excel very, very well in his or her area of practice. So I think in that regard, we are doing very, very well. But there are areas, like I said earlier, that we still need to improve on it. Yep. So I think that's fair. I think, I think every country has things that, that improvement, so that's a fair statement. Yeah, yeah definitely. But I, uh -huh. so I have questions to also ask you. Of course. Yep. Not Please. at all. Please, yeah. Good. So, um, how is the, 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 the professional relationship between physician assistants and medical officers in Canada? Uh, it's really good because here we are not as independent as it sounds like you get to, to be in Ghana. So, we rely heavily on our, our physicians that we work with um, as far as what our scope of practice is. So, if you don't have a good relationship with your physicians, then you don't get to do much. Okay. Well, most of the time, with time, um, you develop a rapport with your supervising physicians in a way that does That's allow it. you yeah. to have more scope and more independence. But there is a, a regulatory okay. issue, particularly in Ontario. Um, the other provinces are a bit different, but in Ontario, where, which is where we are, we uh, are not yet a regulated profession and it is it is being worked on but of course until formal regulation is approved by yes. the government yeah. system we will be yeah. limited in our scope of practice oh okay I, I i i'm looking forward for the time where you have a regulatory instrument passed that will make sure that physician assistant practices is allowed and legalized in, in, in your, your province so that uh, as time goes on, globally, will be well known. And like I said, if I decide to move into Canada or decide to move into any other state, I will be accepted and welcome. So we let's, would like let's it work too. Out on that. 
We would like yeah. to have the reciprocity, yeah, right? The reciprocity and acknowledgement that this is a, a global and recognized profession. We are in full agreement. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely, definitely. So I, I urge you people to work hard on that. Push the, the, the relevant authorities very hard to, to, to pass that regulatory. Talks yeah. are happening. Talks are happening. Yeah. It's slow, but there. talks are happening. <laughs> uh, definitely. So um, what about your compensation, your remuneration? How is it like? Is it something that is similar to the situation in Ghana or you have a better system there? It's variable. Yeah, it's it, it very. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of similar complaints. I will say that um, all of us have, like, the government has set a minimum recommended amount, and okay. all okay. And it is definitely a livable wage. But okay. I don't think I don't think I think you know a, a typical family physician probably makes about twice what yeah. we make so not three times like you're explaining in, in Ghana but is they definitely make about around twice as much as a PA um, and then in the specialty settings the physician wow. would make substantially more than than we would yeah and yeah wow well that's 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 it's, it's somehow discouraging but we shouldn't be discouraged as time goes on as time goes on yes as yeah. time goes on I agree. I mean, the comparison in the states, I think, I think physicians make significantly more in this in the U.S. as well, but PAs make significantly more in the U.S. as well. I mean, you know, their PAs in the states can yes. make a hundred thousand U.S. dollars in an in an annual fashion. So, it's a very yes, yes. it's a different market. It's yes, a different market. I, 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 definitely, yeah, U.S. 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 Yeah, system is different. I think uh, as much as I can remember. I think U.S. is the first country globally that has that first introduced the concept of physician assistant. If I'm not wrong, you are yeah. right. You are correct. They you are the first. Yeah. Definitely. And then, you know, Ghana. Interestingly, Ghana was this. I don't know what about other West Western countries, but in Africa, yeah, Ghana was the first country to also uh, introduce the concept of physician assistant. That was 1969. There about U.S. started yeah. in 1960. And yeah, Ghana started impressive. in 1969. That's impressive. Yes, yes. So for U.S., I have, I read certain articles which, which, which shows that I think practice of physician assistant in U.S. is, is a very good uh, and noble profession, which people are very proud and are well compensated for the work yes. that they do. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah, their, their environment is different. Yes, it's completely different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. I agree with you perfectly. Did you have any so, other questions for us? That is all that I have. Well, wonderful. Well, enjoy the rest of your time off. Thank you again Thank for you the so interview. Much. And please keep in touch. You are most welcome. You are most welcome. Meet the PA's podcast is sponsored by pahelpers.ca, where you can find all your Canadian exam prep needs. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit us at mtppodcast.com. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe, and we would love your feedback.